Welcome to episode 274 of the Actual Astronomy Podcast. This is the new Pentax Eyepieces episode. I'm Chris and joining me is Shane. We are amateur astronomers who love looking up the night sky. And this podcast was from anybody else who looks going out under the stars. So Shane, there's some there's some pretty big news uh, coming here. We've got uh, a couple new eyepieces uh, coming out. Um, yeah, maybe we'll let you take it away here for a sec. Yeah, it's it is kind of interesting. Um, you know, I think with the uh with the pandemic, it slowed down some of the development from some of the big telescope companies out there. Um, you know, not not that you get new eyepieces like every month, but it seemed like once a year, you know, there was a couple new eyepiece lines from various manufacturers, but there's been a bit of a dry spell. And Pentax just announced uh two new wider field eyepieces. Uh, I think they're 85 degrees and we'll, we'll get into the details of those here in a little bit, but it is kind of exciting news that there's some, some new stuff on the horizon for us to check out. Yeah. Um, should say this, first of all, this is this uh, podcast that we are not sponsored by Ryko Pentax. Ryko owns uh, Pentax. Like we're not sitting here in our, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know what, like our, our fancy race cars with Pentax on the side of it or anything like that. So, uh, but we do like Pentax eyepieces, Shane. Agree? Do. Disagree? Yeah. yeah. Well, we both have quite a few in our collections. Yeah. Um, interestingly, I don't think either one of us own the same eyepiece. Like you, you have all, most of the That's XWs. Right. I have uh, the orthos and some Kellners, but uh, yep. we'll get into all of that too. Oh, I miss the Kellners. All right. And uh, also kind of feel like personally, I kind of feel like the Pentax eyepieces are a little bit understated in appearance. They're not flashy. And also, uh, they're a little bit of an underdog. People tend to prefer a lot of other eyepieces. They, they'll go out and buy other eyepieces than Pentax first, which always kind of confuses me a little bit because I kind of feel like the Pentax eyepieces really fit a nice um, balance between, um, you know, affordability and, uh, you know, and they're, they're, they're among the highest quality eyepieces you can get, but they aren't among the most expensive eyepieces you can get. So I really feel like they're a pretty good bargain. Well, and and one thing I like about the XWs is they, they're sort of that blend of a wide enough field, um, but they also have the eye relief for eyeglass wearers. And, yeah. you know, that might be part of the reason why they're sometimes overlooked is if you don't need, you know, if you don't wear eyeglasses and you don't need the eye relief, um, you certainly have a lot more options out there. You know, mm -hmm. the, uh, the Nagler's, uh, there's a lot of explore scientific and on and on and on. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of wide field eyepieces that are in that 10 to 15 millimeter eye relief range, um, yeah. which is not enough for you and me, but you know, again, if you don't wear glasses, it's, it's mm -hmm. perfectly fine. Yeah. So the big news in the eyepiece world out of Tokyo, where Ryko has announced uh, these new eyepieces. Well, let's just rewind 11 years, one month, and two weeks. So back on October 1st, 2011, Ryko acquired all shares of Pentax Imaging Corp and renamed the new subsidiary Pentax Ryko Imaging Company Limited. <laughs> do you remember when that happened? I do. Yeah, because there was concern that Ryko would not continue on with the XW line. In fact, there might even have been a bit of a spell there where they were That's kind true. Of not in production and then they came back. That's true. Um, yeah. In particular, I think yeah. the 30 and the 40 were knocked out for quite a while, yep. especially the 30. And uh, I don't know whether they were just selling remaining stock of the, uh, the smaller focal lengths or what was going on there, but eventually it seemed like they were all kind of dwindling. Yeah. And from what I've read online, and I've never been able to do the comparison, but apparently there's really no difference at all between the original Pentex made eyepieces and then, and then the Ryko made, uh, Pentex eyepieces. Um, apparently they're, they're the same quality, whether it's optically or mechanically. I, I have been able to make that comparison because I own both. And, um, uh, to, to my eye, it looked like, um, there might've been some minor differences in, in the coding to my eye and in the samples that I have. So it looked like the original Pentax were a little bit bluer. Now mine are really old original Pentax XWs. I had like basically some of the first generation ones when they first released them, I, I bought several versions or several uh, XWs, three and a half, uh, 14, 20, and then eventually the 10 and, uh, and the seven, I bought the seven right before, um, 
And out of all the original ones, it looked like their coatings were a hair more blue. And then in the in the Rico, it looked like um, that it was just almost had a slightly amber tint to it. But who knows? That mm-hmm. that could just be my eye, and it's not like I did too much of a analysis there. And I got to say, seemed like the same high quality to me. Um, wow, they are good eyepieces, and I really like them. They are my favorites. Yeah. Well, I still, I still remember, um, when, when I looked through your refractor for probably one of the first times and you had the 40 millimeter Pentex in there, uh, just a beautiful eyepiece. It really throws up some outstanding views. Yeah. That Pentax 40 millimeter XW is probably one of the best eyepieces I've ever looked through. I, for a variety of reasons, I just, it's a little bit heavy. This is, this is the only negative thing I will say about it. It's a little big, and it's a little heavy. It's not the biggest and heaviest eyepiece. It's 24 ounces. And, uh, and, but, but it is just big and heavy enough that my smaller telescopes, it kind of sends them out of balance. So I was using some other wide fields and, uh, anyway, to make a long story short, I was trying to find an object this summer. I was using some other wide fields and I decided that I was just going to go in and and grab the 40. I, I felt like on this really good night, I should be able to see, uh, I think I was looking for um, like NGC 253 and 288, and there was some other stuff really low down, like the Helix and such. And I went in and grabbed that eyepiece. And I'll tell you, it's just like a, a special eyepiece because suddenly um, from where I maybe kind of sort of thought I was seeing something, I was really uh, indecisive over whether or not I was seeing things um, to basically not just seeing the objects, but uh, you know, maybe like, uh, you know, really seeing some pretty good detail or if it was like a globular, um, you know, resolving stars where before it was just a bit of a haze. So um, it is, I, I feel like they are really, really good eyepieces. So maybe we'll talk a bit about the, the uh, like a brief history or maybe a not so brief history um, of all these Pentax lines. And, and Shane, you've got some of the SMC orthos, but uh, heck, maybe we'll just uh, just start with those and talk a little bit about the Kellners too, but maybe I mix them up. Um, cause I, I really don't have many of those and I've only looked through the orthos a couple times, but maybe we should say this in many of the Pentax lines, they have the, um, letters S M C. Uh, do you want to say what that stands for? Or do you want me to? Well, I think it's super multi-coded is yep. that, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, Pentax's coatings. Um, e- each manufacturer really has their own coatings that they apply. Um, and the Pentax SMC coatings are quite renowned, whether it's yeah. photography, spotting scopes, or astronomy, they really transmit a lot of light yeah. and, uh, are top notch really. Yeah. Some people say there just might be a little bit of fairy dust in those coatings. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, the orthos, yeah. Can you tell me like, so, so you own some of the orthos and some of the Kellners, um, what what focal lengths do you own? What don't you own? Give us your impressions of these uh, SMC orthos. Sure. So maybe before we even get into that, there's actually a couple different versions of the orthos and oh. uh, Kellners that uh, Pentex made. So basically, there's the SMC branded ones, and then there's non SMC. Um, the non SMCs, some of them came with like the uh, the J60, which is an old Pentex uh, telescope. Um, there's an interesting 20 millimeter Kellner that came with a Pentax, uh, spotting scope and it has a, a inch and a quarter barrel, but you can unscrew that to reveal a 0.965 inch barrel, uh, which is kind of cool. But, um, I don't have a lot of experience with the non SMC Pentax eyepieces. Uh, I have had, I'm trying to think which orthos, I think it was like the six millimeter ortho maybe another one. I don't remember. Um, but anyway, I didn't really use it a lot and, uh, can't really comment on it. Uh, I do have that 20 millimeter Kellner that came with a spotting scope, but, uh, I've only used it a little bit, uh, with hydrogen alpha solar observing and it's been pretty good, but, um, Mm -hmm. where I've spent more of my time is with the SMC orthos. Um, so of the orthos, I have the whole set, uh, times two for, uh, bino viewing. So that's the, Whoa. um, the five millimeter, uh, there's a six, a seven, a nine, a 12 and an 18. Uh, and that's it for the orthos now. Oh, I thought uh, there was a 20 in there. I guess I made a, maybe the 20 is a Kellner or something. 
Yeah, there might be a 20 millimeter Kellner. Like the only one that I'm aware of is the one that came with that spotting scope, but I mm. don't know everything either about these, these old Pentax eyepieces. Um, but anyway, yeah, the, the five through 18 line is fantastic. Uh, I haven't used the five and the six as much. Um, but the remaining, uh, the, like the seven, nine, 12, 18 are fantastic. I use the, uh, the, the nine, 12 and the 18, the most, I've used them in a variety of ways, uh, solar observing hydrogen, alpha and white light, um, you know, nighttime on the moon, on dark, dark sky stuff. Uh, it doesn't really matter. They're outstanding performers. I think they're a beautiful looking eyepiece, you know, just mm-hmm. aesthetically. They have like um, a red orange stripe on them or something like that. Yeah. I think I recall. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And what I really like about them too is, is the top of them is like rubber coated. So again, for us eyeglass wearers, you're mm-hmm. not going to scratch, well, less likely to scratch your eyeglasses on them. Um, and, uh, they're all 0.965 inch. So they are all very small and very light. So, so you need an adapter for those to use in the, the modern kind of one and a quarter inch, uh, yeah. telescopes. Yeah. Yeah. And those are fairly inexpensive, you know, $15, um, yeah, they work great. And, and, you know, with an ortho, uh, you can have, you can have it in a 0.965 inch body and it has the same field of view as an inch and a quarter ortho, um, yeah. which is around that mid 40, 40 degree range, like 42 to 45 ish is usually where they lay. Um, yeah. but the nice thing about the nine, six, five inch, uh, eyepieces is they're just super light and super small. So like an yeah. entire set of these things can literally fit in a pocket, like a shirt pocket if you yeah. wanted. Um, but they're fantastic. They're super sharp across the field. Uh, they have typical ortho eye relief, um, which is about, oh, I can't remember, maybe 60 to 75% of the focal length. So like, mm. a like an 18 millimeter ortho, I think probably comes in around 14 millimeters of eye relief ish. Yeah. Um, and, and ortho will have better eye relief than a plossal, but yep. you know, not great eye relief overall. Yeah. So, so go ahead. Uh, I was just going to get into the Kellners, but yeah, go for the Kellners. Comment. Okay. So in the Kellner range, uh, for the SMCs, uh, there's a 25 millimeter, a 40 and a 60. Okay. Um, the 60 is pretty much unobtainium. <laughs> it's really uh, hard to find that eyepiece. Aren't they and, big? Aren't they like pretty big honking eyepieces? Yeah. They this, look big, I've only seen photos of the 60, um, and it, it looks quite large. The, uh, I think I've only seen that available once on auction and I believe it went for over a thousand dollars Canadian, um, just due to the rarity, uh, you know, it's really collectors. I think that are probably chasing that eyepiece. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but what I do have is the 25 SMC Kellner and the 40 millimeter SMC Kellner. How do, how do they work? Like what, what's their field? Are they one and a quarter? Like, and, uh, what's the eye relief like on them? Yeah. So the, the 25 millimeter Kellner is a 0.965 inch barrel. So again, it needs the adapter. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, uh, it's easily the best Kellner I've ever looked through. And Mm -hmm. I have looked through quite a few Kellners actually. Um, I have a number of Takahashi Kellners and uh, a few other brands as well, Vixen and, and, uh, trying to think of, there's another one that I have, but anyway, the 25 Pentax, uh, SMC is outstanding. Um, I relief on that would be not great. Like, I don't believe I get the whole field with my glasses on. That is a big knock against Kellner's is, is the eye relief is quite tight. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, it's a wonderful eyepiece and I, I've really grown fond uh, of Kellners when I started using these SMC, uh, Kellners. Now the 40 millimeter is in my mind, maybe the best of the whole series. It is outstanding. And, um, it's a, it's a very unique eyepiece. The barrel on it is like one and a half inch. (laughs) It's very strange. Uh, I'm not sure what diagonal that would have connected to. Um, but you can unscrew this one and a half inch barrel and you can, uh, put on a, uh, an inch and a quarter or a two inch, you know, if you have the right, uh, the, uh, the right threaded, um, nose pieces, 
Um, inch and a quarter, there's, there's a little bit of light cut off, but, um, the, the 40 millimeter Kellner roughly provides the same field of view as a 24 millimeter pen optic, which is about the maximum field of view that you get, uh, in a inch and a quarter diagonal. Mm-hmm. Um, the 40 millimeter Kellner will be a little bit smaller in field of view, but really not enough to notice. Eye relief is perfect for me with my eyeglasses. Um, it is such a light eyepiece. It's wonderful. But what, where it really shines is just the sharpness, but the color rendition. Like I, I just seem to pick up star colors so much better with that eyepiece than a lot of others. Um, so I really love it. I, I, I use it a ton. Um, now, you know, I mentioned that I have bino pairs of these, but only the orthos, the, the two Kellners that I have, I just have individual, uh, eyepieces there. Um, both the, 25 millimeter Kellner and the 40 millimeter Kellner are somewhat difficult to find. Um, I see the 40 millimeter pop up more often for sale. Uh, the 25 seems to be quite rare. Um, and I, I assume they're rare just because, and again, big assumption, but most astronomers hear Kellner and they run, you know, thinking it's a bad eyepiece. Um, so I just assume that, you know, maybe people weren't buying the Kellners with that assumption and there's just not a lot out there. I'm not sure. Uh, but I can say that they are both fantastic eyepieces. All right. Yeah. I'm just trying to find, I was just looking here, putting them in there, in our notes. I can see that with the, uh, with the ortho, um, might be like a, like a three element design. Looks like it has a doublet and then, uh, and then a singlet in there towards the, uh, towards the field stop, perhaps. Then the Kellner is also like a three element design with, uh, with a cemented, um, set like a convex and a concave fitting into each other. And then like a sort of a lens shaped, uh, field lens or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. That's your standard kind of eyepiece construction. Um, I'm not sure if Pentex followed that with the orthos or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the Kellners that that is a pretty standard build. Yeah. Just looking here to see if I can find, cause I'm going to talk about my, uh, my XP's next, unless you have something else to add with the, uh, Oh, I did find it too. Something else to add with, uh, with the, with the orthos and the, um, Kellners. Uh, no, no, that's about it. Other than there are some, again, if you go non SMC, there are some other focal lengths out there. I saw Um, them. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a 30 millimeter Pentax Kellner. Uh, I can't remember all of the other different focal lengths, but anyway, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of Pentex eyepieces out there. Um, especially if you, if you start looking for the vintage stuff, um, you know, you, you can come across these uh, occasionally and they all seem to be really good performers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to put in all the different, cause you can actually, the cool thing with Pentex is they publish their designs. So you can actually go on and look at all the, uh, all the different, uh, designs there. So when I was uh, looking for some good planetary eyepieces, this is a long time ago, back in the early 2000s, um, I ended up picking up an XP 3.8 millimeter on uh, the advice of Thomas Back, who's a famous optical designer from the States. Not sure if uh, you've ever heard of that eyepiece or did you look through, I think you've looked through mine. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite familiar with the XPs. There's a 3.8 and 8 I want to say there's a 12 and a 25, but I'm not, I, I know a, for sure there's a 25 or is it a 24? Actually, I think it's, it's a 24. 14 and a 24, I think, oh, but I okay, could be, okay. yeah. could be missing one. Sometimes it's hard to kind of piece these things together because when I, I bought this eyepiece, not quite 20 years ago, but it was pretty vintage then, or at least it seemed like that to me. And the XPs are, are 0.965 so again you need to get uh, one of those adapters they are tiny i feel like i I would never do this i feel like i could probably swallow my (laughs) 3.8 x it's it's like a large pill it's like a cod liver oil pill basically it's that small um and they're like 45 degree eyepieces uh but they have very very short eye relief and these eyepieces are are kind of strange. They're not like a necessarily like a low element eyepiece. The 3.8 has uh, two singlets on either end and then a cemented triplet in the middle. And so, uh, you know, it's a five element eyepiece, but it's not like a plossal or 
any other eyepiece I've ever looked through, the only eyepiece that I've looked through that more resembles these eyepieces than anything else I, I've ever seen is like the old Galilean eyepiece. It's like uh, really strange, but these are called projection eyepieces. And I'm not exactly sure how they work, whether you're attaching a camera or whether it's just the design that makes them an eyepiece projection eyepiece. However, um, they give this very, very good um, rendition of the planet. So uh, a 3.8 millimeter um, is a very high power eyepiece. So in my, I guess, like in my, uh, you know, 750 millimeter telescopes, um, it's really just a planetary only uh, eyepiece. And the eye relief is ridiculously short. So I think it's less than three millimeters on my 3.8 millimeter eyepiece. They're, they're long out of production. Um, however, they must have made a ton of them because if you want one of these old XPs, um, they're not, I mean, we see them go up for sale probably what, like every, every two or three months, there seems like there's a, there's a batch of them, like two or three people end up selling them for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. They, they seem to pop up quite frequently, particularly on the, uh, Japan auction sites, like yeah. the by EE that we reference. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and they, so projection eyepieces like that are intentionally extremely short eye relief. Mm. And the way that they're intended to be used is to hold the camera just right onto the eyepiece. Mm. Now with that super short eye relief, it allows you to position the camera fairly easy and then do focusing and, and take oh, okay. a, take an image. Um, now they can be used for astronomy, but like you said, the, the eye relief is exceptionally short and it yeah. applies to the whole line. Um, I was interested in, in the 24 millimeter. That's right. So it's, I, it's that I, short in all of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I acquired the 24 millimeter and I couldn't believe how tight that eye relief was. And, yeah. uh, I think within three days I had it sold. It was just, yeah. uh, it was, you know, especially for that focal length, it, it was extremely frustrating. To oh use. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the cool part about the, the design here though, is this is the thing that really opened my eyes, no pun intended to, uh, to, to the benefits of some short, uh, eye relief eye pieces is that often we equate short eye relief with, uh, difficulty in obtaining, uh, the image of whatever it is you're looking at. So, um, often if, if the eyepiece has short eye relief and, and a small field of view and such, um, if you're trying to get a view of, of a planet, say, for example, like, uh, like Jupiter or Mars or something, it's going to be really difficult, you know, to actually get your eye positioned such that you can actually even see that, that, that object in the eyepiece. Um, cause often with other eyepieces, um, it's going to be either on the edge and, and, you know, be degraded or it's just going to be hard to line up the uh, the light cone with with your eye, but uh, for whatever reason and how they designed um, the three point eight millimeter anyway, it's uh, it's actually very easy. Like I find like when I'm coming in to look at at whatever it is in the eyepiece, I find like even just like being six inches away, it's like I can see it like no problem. So if I'm tracking or something. Oftentimes, like I won't even worry about taking my glasses off or anything and just making sure that my telescope is tracking really well. And I can almost like sit back and just take it in. Like I find like you can, you can get a pretty good focus. Of course, that, you know, from where you are, you're going to have an extremely small field of view, um, but you can see the object quite well. So oftentimes I've, I've used the uh, 3.8 with my glasses on um, simply because it's uh, pretty easy to take in that that uh that object if i'm if i'm tracking and certainly if i take my glasses off it's uh it's no problem at all um really surprised how easy it was to view through that eyepiece even considering such a short focal length yeah yeah that's uh that is interesting it it's probably fairly comparable to like a four millimeter ortho in terms of eye mm -hmm. relief um which to me you know if you're if you want like a, a high quality high power eyepiece, then that's what you have to put up with. It's, uh, when you get into the longer focal yeah. lengths, I'd have a hard time using those, uh, XPs just cause I think there's better options that provide, oh, uh, yeah. you know, better or equal views, but better eye relief, you know, like for example, the, uh, the SMC orthos, you know, the 12 millimeter SMC ortho will be substantially more eye relief than, uh, a, a 14 millimeter XP. 
Yeah. But the, and the I XPs are pretty affordable. Oh. I was just going to say the XPs are pretty affordable. Like I think they oh, go yeah. for between a hundred and 200 Canadian dollars when they're up for auction. Yeah. Uh, which for that quality, Something I think like is a bargain. So it it is, I really think it is. And you know, the one thing, and, and we get emails like this quite frequently, uh, Shane, as you know, um, about people trying to sort of look for maybe like, and, and I know you've, you've got complete sets of these and um, certainly not knocking that. But for me, you know, I do um, quite a bit of planetary observing, but I've got the Pentax XWs. Um, those are my, my mostly used planetary observing eyepieces. But on the really good nights, um, you know, I've got just two really good planetary eyepieces. And that's the, uh, that's the XP 3.8 and the uh, XO5, um, which is really a, like a 5.19, and the XP is really a 3.79. So it gives me a fairly decent spread in, uh, in, in optical powers through, uh, through my refractors. So uh, typically, um, you know, one or the other eyepiece is going to give me uh, my best views there. Mm-hmm. And the, the XOs are um, uh, some of the more interesting Pentax eyepieces to me. Um, and I really wish they would have made more focal lengths of those ones because they are outstanding. Yeah, those ones are a little bit confusing because um, it's kind of like they took all of the best attributes of the orthoscopic line and the XP line and put them in a 1.25 inch body. So you don't need to mess with the adapter and a game because of that. You can use all your regular one to quarter inch uh, planetary filters. And uh, the design has a 44 degree uh, field of view. So it's ortho-like, but I don't actually think they're an ortho of, of any real design. They've got two uh, doublets up top that are cemented. And then I think they've got um, a singlet or two down below, though it's not clear in the little graphic that I pulled up from Cloudy Nights. But these um, have perhaps uh, among the uh, the best reputation as uh, as planetary eyepieces. I, I don't think I'm misspeaking to say that. For sure, yeah. Like the XO is often compared to um, the Zeiss Abbey six millimeter, uh, as well as the TMB Super Mono five millimeter. You know, in terms of the best uh, possible eyepiece for contrast clarity at that focal length. Um, mm-hmm. and then the 2.5 millimeter, uh, XO similar thing, uh, you know, it's highly regarded. Uh, there's a Vixen HR 2.4 millimeter, I think that, uh, is in the same class and there might be a Takahashi, uh, what is it? The, uh, the TOE eyepiece. Um, I think there's something in that focal range as well that, you know, if you're mm-hmm. in that ultra high power, uh, those three, you know, are probably going to be fairly indistinguishable, um, mm-hmm. with the latter two, the, the Takahashi and the Vixen giving you way more eye relief. But, um, yeah. other than that, they're, uh, probably pretty similar in views. Yeah. It's, it's one of those eyepieces that, uh, I just keep in the case and, and when the conditions are great, I just, uh, drop it in. Um, and it was the main reason why it took me so long to get the five millimeter XW, because considering that the majority of the observing I'm doing when I'm using a five millimeter eyepiece is going to be on the planets where having a planetary eyepiece just makes more sense. And I was really surprised how much I used the five millimeter five element XO. I thought I would just use it once in a while. I thought because it would have this short eye relief, it wouldn't be that comfortable, but it was very comfortable. And it just provides like this um, very clear view. Maybe one thing to say about these sort of specialized uh, planetary eyepieces and, and, you know, kind of what they present for, for people that haven't looked through them before is it's kind of like... Uh, you know, when you're looking at a planet under high power and sometimes people say, geez, you know, how can you use these high powers? Like sometimes I'll say, oh, I was using, I don't know, like 350 or something like that power in my four inch refractor. And people might say, well, geez, I, you know, can hardly get 200 power or something in, in that, uh, in that, that respect. But um, what the, the really um, top end optics and the top end SMC, um, you know, coatings do 
is they they allow you to kind of get that extra bit of magnification. Really, they they just allow you to take it a little bit further easier. It's not like it is. It's not like it's impossible with other eyepieces, but they. It's almost like they help to clean up uh, the last bit of seeing or something like that because um, everything that's coming through is is not uh, having like the bad seeing compounded or any bad seeing that's there compounded. And it's been kind of surprising, like uh, even my three point five millimeter XW, which I consider to be a planetary eyepiece, even though it's uh, got twenty millimeters of eye relief and seven or eight elements or whatever it has, um, you know, I can put that in a Barlow in my, uh, in my four inch tack and, uh, and use that quite, uh, quite well. Uh, you know, of course I'm tracking, you know, and it's very high power and you can get a pretty small field of view, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it's just a great experience. Sorry. Somebody just, I don't know what they did, but there was a big bang outside. <laughs> <laughs> I got to start calling that stuff out where, because, I was talking to my friend Dave and I think, well, something happened in one of our recent episodes where we were talking about um, his new book on the Mi'kmaq moons that, that's, uh, that's come out. And uh, I forget what, what happened. It might've been the episode where we, uh, we lost um, the zoom connection for a second. We had to re-splice the, the episode mm-hmm. and I was like very distracted. And there was another time where something else happened Um it seemed like we've, we've had a few of those weird technical hiccups in the past uh, month. And uh, one of those had happened and he was like, yeah, it seemed like you were searching for words. Well, we record this live folks and uh, we just kind of don't do much editing because it just sounds better and more natural. And we don't have the time to do that. So sometimes things occur. So whatever somebody just did, whether they, uh, you know, I don't know, blew up their uh, barbecue in, in the backyard or something, but there was a pretty big bang somewhere nearby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to eyepieces. Let's go to the XFs now. Mm, Tell me about the XFs. I think I've looked through one of yours once, but I can't, I can't remember. Yeah, so there's two XFs. There's a 8.5 millimeter and a 12 millimeter. Um, mm-hmm. And I think there's also an XF zoom eyepiece, but I really don't know anything about that other than yeah. it doesn't, I don't think it gets great reviews, but um, uh, the yeah. XF, Fixed focal lengths uh, have um, really good eye relief, 20 millimeters, uh, but they're 60 degree field of view. So they're a little small, you know, if you are into wide fields, which, uh, you know, you and I mm-hmm. both enjoy that from time to time. But, you know, if you're used to an ortho, these are huge. So um, I have the mm-hmm. eight and a half millimeters. Um, I have a bino pair uh, that I use, and uh, I think they're wonderful eyepieces. Um, the, um, yeah. I've never looked through the 12, but the 12 does get a little bit of a bad rap, uh, online. Uh, some people complain about, I think it's like just the edge of field sharpness. I think it falls off on that one, depending on Mm -hmm. what kind of telescope you're using. So I I don't think it handles fast focal lengths very well, which is kind of a hit on the, you know, like the Pentax wider fields, like the, the, some of the XWs, uh, suffer from that too, but, um, yeah. You know, again, if you're, if you're using probably something in that F seven to eight range and slower, I don't know if you really notice it then. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think there's like a a zoom that's 6.5 to 19. And I think it varies um, on the field of view. I think it maxes out at 58 degrees and it goes down to 39 degrees. So it's sort of a strange um, beast, but yeah, thanks for kind of bringing up the elephant in the zoom. (laughs) <laughs> because one of the things with these uh these the next sort of round of pentax eyepieces so once we get out of the um small field of view sort of planetary um performers or, or kellners or any of these we get into these wider field of view longer eye relief eyepieces so these are eyepieces that have wide fields of view and they're designed to be extremely comfortable for those of us who wear glasses, which is which is a huge benefit. Now, these, my understanding is the none of these were originally designed necessarily for astronomical telescopes, originally, at least. They could be used in astronomy telescopes, but I think they were more like uh, for spotting scopes. Want, want to correct me if I'm wrong there, Shane? Yeah, yeah. So there's... Uh, like I'm no, I'm no uh, optician when it comes to eyepiece design, but I think 
like no matter what design you create or, or use, I should say for wide fields, uh, you have to accept a certain amount of aberration depending on which path you go down. And basically, mm -hmm. you know, if you're doing like daytime stuff, like spotting telescopes or whatever, you choose a particular mm -hmm. design that yields a particular aberration. Uh, the Nikon exactly. navs and the Pentex XWs, and I even think your doctor, uh, go down that yep. path. Um, That's and right. And then there's, you know, if you're, if you're doing more nighttime stuff, you typically go down this other path, which yields a different aberration. And that's more like the Naglers and the Explore Scientifics and on and on and on. Now, not everybody sees this um, aberration, though, that's in the Nikons and the Pentaxes exactly. and all that. Because, exactly. like, you know, I've read a lot of, I don't know, not so great reports on the Nikon navs, but I think they're awesome. I love them. Um, and yeah. your Pentax XWs, I, I, do too. I really, yeah, I really enjoy yeah. the XWs. Although I will say when I yeah. tried the 14 and the 20 in my F5 light bridge, I did not like them, but you know, again, that's yeah. not the right use case necessarily for those eyepieces. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think you're hitting on an important point here. People should remember that, that some of these eyepieces are optimized for spotting scopes. And, um, with that comes these aberrations. Now it's inconsistent though. Um, mm -hmm. so like you're saying, Shane, with the XF, the 8.5 is an awesome eyepiece. The 12 has, um, less of a reputation. I haven't looked through the eight and a half or the 12, but maybe, maybe we'll move along and talk about the XLs, which I have a little bit of experience with. Yeah. Yeah. I used to have one as well. Yeah. Excellent. So the XLs came along, it must've been like the very late nineties or something like that. Am I misremembering? Mm, that sounds probably right. Yeah. I think, yeah, very right, late. right around that time frame. Very late nineties, they came out with uh, these one and a quarter inch eyepieces in um, some interesting focal lengths: a five point two millimeter, a seven, a ten and a half, a fourteen, a twenty-one. These were all sixty-five degrees. Then they kind of had this strange beast of a twenty-eight millimeter that was about fifty-five or so degrees. And it sort of maxed out a one and a quarter um, you know, eyepiece field of view. And these are now all out of production, except they've kept an 8 to 24 XL zoom. It's hmm. kind of a strange thing that they've kept this, this, old, uh, this old zoom around, but it has a fairly good reputation, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Anyway. So these uh, are sort of off-Broadway off wide field eyepieces. So they're coming out in the late 90s. Well, in the late 90s, everybody uh, who's a manufacturer is trying to make like the next Nagler, like a, like a really wide field, 80-odd degree field of view eyepiece. Um, the Naglers are out there, widely available, new and used, and they have 82-degree fields of view. A Nagler is coming out with smaller um, versions of those 82-degree um, wide field eyepieces. But um, one of the few downsides to the Nagler eyepieces at that time um, are that they were short on eye relief. Most of them had like around 12 millimeters of eye relief, which is just uh, quite comfortable for people who don't wear glasses, but with glasses, you're not really going to be able to see the whole field of view. Is that a sort of fair assessment of the landscape there? Yeah, absolutely it is. Yeah. yeah. Also, so imagine this, uh, Pentax is coming out with these eyepieces that have almost 20 degrees smaller fields of view than the Nagler, not only that, but they're huge. They're these great big eyepieces that kind of look like they have some uh, rubber plumbing parts stuck on the end. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think they're unattractive, but they're definitely, you know, going on their own path. They are not um, creating an eyepiece based on anything else that has been out there for um, a really semi-wide field eyepiece with um, a reasonable, that's a reasonable field of view, but they have this these two tricks, they have these two tricks and they are really, really good tricks. They have perfect eye relief for eyeglass wearers. They are like getting an eyeball massage, which I'm not making that up. That's other people's words, not mine. And when I heard that, I'm like, that's what it's like. One of the um, downsides to virtually all other eyepieces is that you get eye fatigue at the eyepiece. 
that's another thing people ask me. How can you be looking at Mars for an hour and a half? Like, holy cow, that's impossible. I couldn't imagine looking through a telescope for that long. Well, go get a Pentax eyepiece, stick it in your telescope, and ta-da, it's, it's not me. It's nothing to do with Chris. It's to do with these eyepieces, and they just allow you to observe for a ridiculous amount of time because they're so bloody comfortable. Like, am I misspeaking here, Shane, or what's your experience been with them? Um, yeah, they're, they're certainly comfortable. Like uh, again, anything to me with around that 20 millimeters of eye relief is usually really nice. You know, that's my, my zone that, um, just makes it easy to look through. And they've got those super multi-coated, um, coatings on there that we referenced earlier, which allow, it seems like every photon that hits the field lens and that eyepiece ends up coming out the exit field lens. Like it just passes all the light through it. Um, you get everything coming through there. It seems like um, if I have another eyepiece in and I'm seeing like some subtle detail, I put in a Pentax in and I get everything. Like it's just, it's almost like magic. Um, these are the XLs. And when I um, was really getting into... Um, Upgrading my eyepieces from my Spears Wallers, which I think are a great entry-level eyepiece. You can still buy them today, um, you know, assembled here in, in Canada. <laughs> and uh, I was out at, at our observing site and a guy named Paul was there and uh, he had uh, several of these XLs. And uh, we'd been talking and he said, like, what do you think of the Naglers? You know, because they were like pretty big deal. And still are. And I said, yeah, I, I like the field of view, but I have uh, astigmatism in my eyes. So I have to wear my eyeglasses when I observe. And he said, hey, I'm the same way. Come look through these eyepieces. And he didn't even say what they were. And uh, in the dark and had a uh, really nice 12-inch telescope set up. And I think it was like F6. It was a pretty big scope. And I get up and look through that eyepiece. And I went, wow, I just had never had such a relaxed enjoyable view through a scope ever and i said what are these and and he said yeah it's these uh, pentax xls and he had i think he had the whole set of them there and uh proceeded to show me like some globulars and planetary nebulas and a few different things through them and uh, i was sold i knew right then it was just like it was one of those few times where you, you uh, experience something and they're not that expensive and i'm like i gotta these are what i gotta get and then uh and then Shane, I think you had uh, you had a couple of these as well. So maybe I'll let you say your bit on the XLs before we move on to the XWs. Yeah, I just had the the ten point five millimeter okay. that I had for a couple of years, um, something like that. Uh, yeah, it was a it was a good eyepiece. It it didn't blow me away. Like I I wasn't uh, quite as excited mm -hmm. maybe as you were about them, um, but I enjoyed it while I yeah. had it. I'm trying to think what I replaced it with. Can't remember now. It, uh, it might've been when I moved to, uh, the Vixen LVWs, but, uh, yeah, my, uh, my memory yeah. on that is a yeah, little soft. Good. So, yeah, well, for me, I think just because like, I think maybe, maybe at the time, I don't know, but maybe you were somebody who wasn't always observing with your glasses on. Oh no, always, always with oh, my glasses. Okay. The, the only time I would take them off would be with uh, the short eye relief stuff like the orthos yeah. or the, the super monos. Yeah. You seem to be able to get by for me. I. I really struggle to get by. So I only have two eyepieces I can't use with my glasses. Um, but I was, I was really sold on them. And I just, right at that point, I never bought, I just stopped buying eyepieces. And I give this advice out today to, to people. I was giving this advice out yesterday, last week, last month, last year is I would say to somebody who's got astigmatism, just start saving your pennies and just, just buy one, like buy a focal length you can use with a Barlow or something like that. Um, that's just my experience. So everybody's a little bit different. You can hear that just between Shane and I. Um, but soon the, uh, the XLs, um, for whatever reason, they were only made for, I don't know, maybe like five years or so. And in 2003, um, the XWs came out as like pretty much a full set. Uh, and the, the, uh, the XLs by May of 2004 were sold out. I had actually intended to buy the XLs. I thought for the sake of a five uh, degree field of view, I would just, meh, I'll just get the XLs um, because the reviews were coming in saying they were basically identical. In fact, some people preferred the XLs over the XWs in the uh, 5.2 and 10.5. 
but by the time I had my money saved up to to start buying them, um, you couldn't even get the the XLs. So let's go to the XLs. So the Pentax, uh, or sorry, XWs. The Pentax XWs, which I suppose stands for extra wide, came out in 3.5, 5, 7, 10, 14, 20, 30, and 40. And I currently own all but the 30, and the 30 and 40 are two-inch sizes. The other ones are all one and a quarter. They retain that uh, the, the heavy, uh, odd shape to them. Um and we're 70 degree eyepieces, uh, just adding an additional five degree field of view, which uh, to me wasn't like a really big game changer. I think I, if, you know, if I had to do it all over again, I might've just bought the XLs and been, been happy with them. But um, I think the first one I bought was actually the three and a half um, because I, I think when they first came out, it was perhaps people were thinking that it, uh, it wouldn't sell well or something like that. And so what I would do is from time to time, they would go on sale and I just gradually have picked them, them all up except for the 30, um, you know, as, as they've gone on sale and, and recently last year, bought, bought the five finally tacked as a partner to my 5.1 X X. So, um, so let's see, they have uh, that strange body design and uh, again, going back to some distortion in the outer fields, um, people, not me tend to notice this most in the 14, the 20 and the 30 in the current line. And in the um, XLs, they noticed it most in the 14, 21 and 28, I think, because kind of like you referenced Shane, some of us really don't notice it and I don't notice it. So that's why I uh, eventually splurged on a, on a doctor 12 and a half millimeter as well, because um, the distortion that is selected um, for the spotting scopes, uh, eyepieces that can be used in, in regular telescopes is something that to my eye is, is negligible, um, compared to the problems that I have with other eyepieces, um, and not using glasses. So if I, if I use an eyepiece without my eyeglasses, it's just, it, the, the view just doesn't look very good at all. And so by allowing me to use my glasses, even if there's some distortion it is so minor compared to what i otherwise get and for whatever reason my eye seems to compensate for it maybe because i have a lot of distortion in my outer vision anyway and so any kind of little bit of minimal distortion my eye very very easily compensates for and i think there must be a lot of people like that because they seem to be fairly popular yeah yeah they definitely are popular so you've looked through a lot of my XWs what uh you don't you don't own any XWs though I don't think. No, no I don't. Um the <clears throat> excuse me the wide fields that I have are uh, I have the 31 and the uh, 31 Nagler and the 41 Panoptic and then um mm-hmm. I have a Leica Zoom that kind of covers the medium uh focal lengths and then a 5 millimeter Nikon Nav SW for the high power. Mm-hmm. And that sort of um, rounds off my uh my wide field stuff. Yeah, for for the Pentax though, I mean, this is actually one of the main reasons why I want to get an observatory because it it's a lot of glass to haul with you in a case. And uh, as you know, I keep them lined up um, and ready to go when I'm observing um, at my permanent site. And it it would be nothing for me to have used the three and a half, five, seven, ten, um, twenty, and forty, or something like that. And I or the fourteen or the twenty. Usually, it's one or the other. Um, I will literally sometimes use all of those high pieces uh, in an evening, and it's uh, they they just give such such a great uh, a great view. Um, yeah, so I've been really really happy with them, um, particularly because they have these wide field of views and they transmit so much light. So then I was sitting around the other night, or I guess guess it was in the afternoon, and you sent me a text. Mm-hmm. So what did you find out, Shane? This uh, this nice. Uh, I guess it was Thursday or Friday. You saw it, but I think it was it was announced late on Thursday or something like that. Yeah, I was just surfing through Cloudy Night forums, and uh, in the eyepiece forum, there was a post about these new Pentax XW eyepieces: um, a sixteen and a half millimeter and a twenty three millimeter. Um, but what's interesting is they both have 85 degree field of views. Uh, so quite a bit larger than mm-hmm. the 70 and still maintain the 20 millimeter, um, 
eye relief, which is pretty outstanding. And uh, I think there's a lot of people that are excited. Um, the uh, the release or the details indicate that uh, these eyepieces are sharp to the edge, which again is maybe, you know, if you were to find one con against some of the XWs, it's that they're not always sharp to the edge. Um, so mm -hmm. this is something that I'm intrigued about because, um, you know, my philosophy on any wide field eyepiece is if, if the edges are not, if it's not sharp to the edge, then I don't care about how wide the field of view is because it's not usable. So, um, you know, if, if these are truly sharp to the edge and they provide 20 millimeters of eye relief, that's outstanding. Um, probably the old adage, I think with eyepieces, like there's eye relief, there's wide fields, and then there's sharpness across the field. And it's always been pick any two of those three, but you can't have all three. And that's just the way it's been. Now, uh, Teleview released their Apollo eyepiece uh, two years ago, I think it was. And it basically delivered on all three. And now mm -hmm. these Pentax, these new Pentaxes are really claiming the same thing. So I'm quite excited to, uh, to hear about it. I certainly won't be the first one in line to purchase one, but I'm, I'm, I'll certainly be on the sidelines anxiously waiting some reviews. Yeah. And I think in 24 hours or something, there was like half a dozen pages on cloudy night forum about this, but let me just, let me just slowly read through the, the press release and we can maybe dissect it a bit. I'll read the first paragraph. So this is from Ryko Imaging America's Corporation. And by the way, I did write Ryko and asked them if there's somebody we could talk to about this. We were talking about it first. Who knows if they'll even get back to me? I think I've written these giant uh, manufacturers before. I never heard back, but maybe they'll surprise me. Um, so this is from Ryko Imaging Americas Corporation. This is, they say November 9th, 2022, but I don't think it peeled out until the 10th. Today announced two high-performance eyepieces for astronomical telescopes. So I'm just going to stop right there. So they're saying these eyepieces, unlike the other ones, are designed for astronomy telescopes. So mm -hmm. right there, you can just full stop. That's big news. Yeah, that, true. That these ones are designed for us. They're designed for amateur astronomers. That's a big, that's big news. That would be big if they said we just redesigned some of our old eyepieces for astronomical telescopes, but they're not, they're coming out and saying we've got these two new eyepieces, the new SMC Pentax XW 16.5 and SMC Pentax XW 23 deliver an apparent field of view of 85 degrees. Dissecting that a bit, they say the widest viewing angle in the XW series suitable for observing nebulae and star clusters. So this is really big news since they're saying these are astronomy eyepieces and this is what they're designed for looking for. I don't know about you, Shane, but I sure like looking at nebulae and star clusters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, I think that that's pretty awesome. The, the 16 and a half, I think is the one that intrigues me the most. Cause, uh, you know, with that power and that field of view, I think it would be pretty amazing. Yeah. And kind of like before where they went from the XLs to the XWs and the difference was eh, kind of like five degrees. And I said, well, if I, and I said earlier, and this, this is true. I said earlier, I could have probably you know, sort of six and one half a dozen the other. I, I really probably can't tell that much of a difference between a 65 and 70. Well, let me tell you, I can tell the difference between a 70 degree eyepiece and an 85 degree eyepiece. This is this is oh, yeah. quite a significant difference. Huge difference. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Now their size looks like they're about the uh, the same as maybe the uh, 30 or the 40. In fact, they're a couple ounces uh, heavier. So I'll go on to read the new eyepieces feature a new optical system with seven elements and five groups that surpasses the performance of the conventional XW series to obtain sharp star images all the way to the edge of the field of view. So this is this is kind of mind-blowing that this, this company has done this. So typically, when manufacturers have built something that has maybe a shortcoming, and Shane and I discussed this extensively, this is just our own personal view, but this is not just our view. It seems to be pretty much across the amateur community where many of the wide fields in these longer focal lengths of the Pentax line, which are otherwise exceptional, have these uh, minor distortions in the outer field of view, which I actually barely even can detect if I look for them. Some people will see them, 
this company has said, we're fixing this. Mm-hmm. They actually say it in this press release. Mm-hmm. This is kind of shocking in a way almost. Yeah. Like I say, I'm, I'm encouraged, but, uh, you know, I want, I want to, I want to hear about the performance of it from other yeah. astronomers and, you know, and they say, there. yeah, they, and they say, um, to obtain sharp images all the way to the edge of the field of view. And I mean, I think they can do it because you look at something like the three and a half, the five, the seven, the 10, my 40, like they can build eyepieces in a variety of focal lengths that are sharp to the edge of the field of view. No question. So they can do it. It's not like they're a company that can't do it or hasn't done it, or maybe they've come up with, you know, a funny design or something. They they can do it. Like if, and if Pentax is coming out saying they've done it, I have a high degree of faith that they've actually done this. Can't wait to see what this thing actually looks like. They say like all XWI pieces, the new additions incorporate multi-layer coatings for outstanding light transmission efficiency, advanced light shielding technology for improved image contrast and weather resistance construction. They say, note, (laughs) thought this was kind of funny. While the XW series features a weather-resistant structure of JIS Class 4, they cannot be used underwater. (laughs) Good to know. Which I don't know if that's meant to sort of be a bit of a tongue-in-cheek joke because I know that there are there are some other eyepiece manufacturers that will like take their eyepieces and dunk them or whatever, which is like it's kind of a neat thing to know that your eyepiece could sustain that. Um but typically no astronomer is ever going to do this with like a seven or eight hundred dollar eyepiece or three hundred dollar eyepiece or whatever. This is not happening, but your eyepieces can get wet. And certainly my Pentax over, you know, I guess my oldest one might be getting close to 20 years. Um, certainly they've been wet many times. And by wet, I mean absolutely soaked and uh, never had a problem with them. Uh, just to finish, uh, they say the uh, SMC Pentax XW 16.5 and SMC Pentax XW23 will be available in December 2022. Um, they give their URL, um, which is uh, www.us.rico-imaging.com, as well as at Rico Imaging Authorized Retail Outlets for manufacturers. Suggested retail price of $479.95 for the SMC Pentax XW16.5 and the $499.95 for the SMC Pentax XW23. So these come out sort of in like, you know, Nagler pricing territory, really. For two-inch Naglers, I think uh, roughly are about the same price. Well, I, I think it's a fantastic price. Um, if all of the, again, if everything that they're claiming to do comes through, I think it's a, a bargain. Uh, again, the only eyepiece that I can think of that really delivers all of the statistics that this thing does is, um, is that Apollo 11 that, mm-hmm. uh, Teleview released. And, and I know that was also a limited run, which contributed to the high price, but mm-hmm. I think that was like a thousand us dollars or right around there. It was, it was pretty yeah. expensive. So if Pentax can deliver all of this for around 500 us dollars, uh, wow. You know, I think that'll become a very, uh, popular eyepiece in the hobby. Now, We'll say this. There's there's two things that I'm really curious about. Um, one of them I kind of can already answer, but the other one, the other one is a little bit of a question mark. So, like like we were talking about before, everything is a compromise. If you want to go one way, something has to move. So, in order to do this, it looks like they may have reduced the eye relief to a degree. Because they say the eye relief of these is that standard 20 millimeters. However, in brackets, they put 12 millimeters and it says eye relief. Figures in parentheses are the distance from the viewing rubber. So that's that's a little bit difficult to uh, mm-hmm. to ascertain based on that comment whether or not these are going to be eyepieces you can use with glasses. And it may be one of those situations where some of us who use relatively thin uh, prescriptions in small frames are able to use them with glasses on, whereas some people who have um, you know differently shaped faces and large um, glasses 
may not because 12 millimeters might be close, but how close is that 12 to the lens? So typically when you talk about the quote unquote usable eye relief, you're going to give it like from the lens to um, where, where the focal point will be for that eyepiece. But this is a little bit ambiguous. So uh, I'm guessing that it must be eight millimeters between the surface of the lens and the edge of the, uh, of the rubber on the eyepiece. And then you got that other 12 millimeters and then you got eight plus 12 equals the 20. But uh, that, that would be close for me. I will say that. Yeah. Yeah. That's getting kind of tight. So, you know, again, that's why I'm, I'm very curious about the, the reviews once somebody gets mm -hmm. their hands on these eyepieces and we can hear about all of the performance details. I'm very interested in both of these for, for a variety of reasons. Um, primarily just excited to see Pentax actually producing new focal lengths of eyepieces. To me, that's, that's just such great news. Mm -hmm. And then secondly is to, to address some of the concerns um, that some people have had with the other eyepieces. Honestly, if these pan out and if they do, if people say it's no problem using them with eyeglasses, I'll buy these eyepieces just mm -hmm. like flat out. I'll pay the price, whatever it is. Um, and, uh, and, and get them in my stable because um, I just think it would be really cool. And I won't sell any eyepieces. I'll just keep them. I don't tend to sell stuff as much. It's just, it's unbelievable though. I just bought that 22 millimeter Nagler. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That's funny. So, but I would love to, to run the XW23 against, uh, against that Nagler, but uh, it, it might end up being a little bit redundant uh, at that point, though the Nagler I think is a little bit lighter. And that's the other thing I wanted to touch base on is that they are reasonably heavy. So they're uh, 26.3 for the 16 and a half, 27.2 for the 23 millimeter. I think the 40 XW, which I referenced before, I find a bit heavy. And that eyepiece um, is like 24 point something. So these are a couple ounces heavier than, uh, than that eyepiece. Not, not, like in, not like really hugely heavy for eyepieces that are two inch and, and of this... Um, you know, 85 degree field of view, but still that's fairly, uh, that's fairly, uh, weighty though. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That is heavy for sure. All right. So what do you think about these Shane? I know you're going to be watching close. I'm going to be watching close. Maybe we'll hear back from Rico. I don't know. Yeah. Again, I'm interested for sure to hear about the, um, uh, performance, but more just from, a an interest sake, I don't foresee me buying these at any point in time. Um, I'm not a huge fan of two inch eyepieces. And I know that that goes probably against some of the, the common desires out there, but, um, you know, I don't use them a lot. Uh, mm -hmm. it adds a, you know, a lot of weight in terms of the diagonal and the eyepiece. Yeah. And then the other side of this is I'm just in love with bino viewing. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it sort of rules out, uh, those eyepieces for me, but you know, depending on the reviews, uh, and, and what people are saying, I, I you know, I might get more interested, but, uh, it is exciting whenever there's a new eyepiece line out, particularly from a, you know, a premium manufacturer that we, uh, appreciate. So yeah, I'm excited to see how it does. Yeah. I'm pretty excited because if the 23 panned out in my comic catcher, I would just get exact, like it would, it would absolutely max out the um opening on that telescope so whereas with my nagler um 22 has a 31 point something millimeter um opening um for the uh, for the light cone this this would be right around like that 35 millimeter to 37 millimeter that that uh that comic catcher has so that would give me that would give me like the full four degrees instead of like 3.6 something that i currently have not a big deal but it, it would just be cool. And, uh, and again, I've been thinking about getting something in like the 16, 17 millimeter focal length for a long time and, uh, sort of waffling on that. And this would put me over, over the edge on that. And, uh, I do like the two inches. I use my doctor in two inch mode the majority of the time. And in some of my configurations, it doesn't have to use it in 1.25. And I always find that annoying. So I do prefer to have, uh, my eyepieces in, in that two inch, uh, format. I I'm kind of set up for that. Everybody's different. If you're trying to do binary viewing, like Shane is then for sure. Um, 
it's going to be difficult to optimize for both binary viewing and for two inch eyepieces. That that's a real challenge. But I don't binary view, so to me, it's uh, it's not that big a deal. All good. Anything else on this? The Pentax new XW edition. No, no, I have nothing else to add. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We're close to a uh, thousand downloads per new episode now. So rate, review, and share our podcast to help us over the hump. Um, and, you know, I was looking this week, Shane, we were talking stuff about the podcast and we were getting going here today. And um, I couldn't figure out like why sometimes we're like, say like the number two podcast in Canada, sometimes we're like the number 13 podcast in Canada, but it has to do with the reviews. And so if people want to help other people to find our show, it's giving us positive reviews um, that will help other people uh, uh, to enjoy the amateur astronomy content as well. So if people can, please give us a review and uh, that'll help other people find us too. As always, send us your observing reports to actualastronomy at gmail.com. Thank you everyone for listening and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you are interested in more information, would like to contact us, or if you would like to support the podcast, check out our website, actualastronomy.com. <laughs>